Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. He is EY Eric Young. I am Greg Sussman. What's happening, gentlemen? Greg, hey, what's up, man? Happy hump day to you. Shout out to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I heard them boys playing a little Barbie girl at the end of the show, Greg. And, of course, that was the lead-up to the BFFs. And you know what, Greg? You and I, we might be considered Barbie girls, but one person on the show that is what? certainly not. What? Eric You're Young. Making fun of us on our own show. I mean, I can see the argument for it. What? But EY, definitely not. EY, not a Barbie girl. The only person on the show for sure, not a Barbie girl, and looking to take out the pit league. EY, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, uh, I try not to be a Barbie girl. I mean, uh, <laughs> sometimes can, can be an emotional creature at times. But yeah, in the finals of the pit, in the finals of the WWE main roster, uh, in the finals of my home league, uh, had a had a good year this year, boys. Had a real good year. Great year for EY. Great year there. Going up against George Kurtz in the finals, correct? I believe so. Yes, correct, correct. All right, so uh, maybe we have to put a little uh, BFF fantasy football frenzy wager on this one, Greggy. What do you think? Sure, do we? What's, what are we offering here? I don't know. We'll we, figure it out. We'll talk it out. So basically, if EY wins, George has to fly him up here, right? Is that, that's how <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our expenses are lifted. <laughs> George Kurtz has to pay for it. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> this is great. I love how this is. Uh, on today's show, got some news and notes we want to talk about. I know Frank was doing some uh, research on some of the great performances we have gotten this year. And it's not of it's a surprise, I know that. But I think it's just kind of putting into context how good certain players will be. So let me start there. And we'll get into any news and notes that could affect you for this weekend. Tomorrow we'll start previewing games. Certainly this, all the Saturday games we'll get into tomorrow. Um, Sunday, uh, first Sunday, we'll do all that on Friday. Virginia, Virginia Zakis will join us tomorrow as well. But I want to just take a, a second to reflect on a couple of things we were talking about. And this is all leading to next week's show. And I said that we were going to do 
uh, next year's draft on today's show. We're going to push that to next week, we decided, for the most part. But Did we decide that? Because I'm pretty sure the, uh, the headline of the show says 2020 first round. Well, you, you, you said you wanted to mix it with notes and other stuff. Yeah. When we last talked. So I said that, you know, parts of the show can be right. about things that are happening right now. Right. And then another part of the show can be a look ahead to next year. Right. Yeah. But I, I didn't really, like, I didn't think that was, like, a full first round like I was trying to do in my head for next week. All right, Greg. Greg, this is your show. You're the bus driver. Right. I am... Passenger. One of the passengers here. Uh-huh. We will do whatever you say. Whatever you say goes. You're like the bus counselor. Yes. Okay. I'm the leader of the MTA. And EY's just the guy in the back that's just jeering us while we're driving the bus. No, he's, he's like the, the bouncer on the bus. Okay. Like if someone is bis- misbehaving, EY throws them off the bus. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So anyway, as you were doing research for next year, and I, I made the case a lot that Lamar Jackson should and maybe could, or could maybe should, go first overall. And you've pointed out that not only has Christian McCaffrey been better, he's been all-time better. Yeah, so this year, Christian McCaffrey, we know how great he's been, but just to put this into context, he is averaging the fifth most fantasy points per game in PPR leagues of all time. That includes Marshall Falk in the year 2000. He is the leader all time in PPR points per game. Priest Holmes in 02, LT in 2006, Marshall Falk again in 01. And this year, Christian McCaffrey averaging 29.72 PPR points per game. It's just a ridiculous year. This is legitimately the fifth best fantasy season by a player in NFL history. Not just quarterback, not just running back, not just wide receiver. Of all players that have ever played the sport of football, Christian McCaffrey is fifth right now in PPR points per game. Fifth all-time right. Crazy. ever, Ewan. Like, that's how amazing that Christian McCaffrey has been. I think it's like remarkable. And in a year that's all been about Lamar Jackson, I understand that. He's the MVP. That's great. He's been a renaissance. He's top 10 all-time with his fantasy points per game this season. Christian McCaffrey's been even better. Nuts. Yeah. Now, EY, next year, he'll be the number one overall pick, as he should be. No issue. Are you nervous for like the workload the last two or three years has just been so monstrous for CMC with a new coach and a new regime there that could change it all? Yeah, I mean, I am worried. And um, look, I was wrong on Christian McCaffrey, but the reason uh, I was wrong is because I I thought he would be hurt because of the massive workload. Uh, That hasn't happened. Uh, I never wish for injury. I want these players to be healthy every week. I I don't want anyone to get hurt, uh, especially a player as exciting to watch as Christian McCaffrey. But I just thought, look, he's in great shape. Uh, he runs hard, but he is not a big man. He he is a, a, a smaller back uh, and never shies away from contact and is their entire running game and half of their passing game. He's touched the ball a ton this year. I touched it a ton last year. The injury bug is coming. It's not a matter of if, it is when. Um, and I was early on, on the when. I thought it would be this year, and it wasn't. And... Uh, He's putting up an all-time history-making season, and, and I can accept that. I can accept that I was wrong, but uh, I mean, I think he will still be ranked first overall. Um, I don't know if I'll rank him that far. I don't think that far ahead because I have too much else going on to think about that far ahead, but he probably will go first overall consensus, and uh, I believe this year, next year it will be wrong. Already, this is why we do these things. Frank. Yeah, that, that, that will, kind of statement is the reason why we do this. That will not deter me one bit. I mean, the guy is still 23 years old. He's in the prime of his career. Eight, uh, 18 total touchdowns this year, 94 receptions. It won't deter me. He's the number one pick, no doubt about it. Warren Jackson's really good. Very good. 
Same. A running back and a quarterback combined for fantasy purposes. One and two next year. We'll be back here are the BFFs. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's going on, Frankie? What's going on? Apparently, the uh, YouTube chat is developing a Chuck Norris-like persona for EY right now. Yeah. Uh, saying all kinds of crazy things. That EY split the, the like, Red Sea true. before they're Moses did. <laughs> uh, there's a few of these in here. If I can if I can find ones that are tame, I will... Uh, EY gargles top shelf whis- whiskey in the morning instead of Listerine. A fact. Seen it. <laughs> Depends on what day you catch me. Uh, EY shovels snow in his flip flops and shorts. I chop wood in my flip flops. <laughs> uh, EY puts cigarettes out on his tongue and then eats them. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this is what's going on in the chat right now. You have you've quite the following here, EY. It's uh, it's good, uh, good to be king, boys. And uh, like I said, representing the fantasy BFFs, I'll be sending you pictures of my lineups. Looking for uh, uh, some advice. Uh, there's a couple, couple pretty interesting calls this week. What do you got? What are these calls you're looking at? Let's let's start brainstorming now. I know it's only Wednesday, but I want I want to start the process now because as we've seen, Frank changes a lot, right? Like <clears throat> gives me an opinion on Wednesday, I make a move by Friday. He's like, oh, Greg, I did my rankings now. I I feel a little bit differently. So let's workshop this together here a little bit. All right, all right, we can we can workshop it for sure. So, um, I don't really. Uh, so I, I picked up Mike Evans, thinking that he was gonna gonna do something, <laughs> and now he's on IR. So that's a that's a mistake. Uh, <laughs> all right, early week mistake. We can come back from that. No big deal. Yeah, still time to James recover. Con- James Conner. What are we thinking about James Conner? I know there's a lot of people. I'm seeing this all over Twitter, um, all, all over the places. It, it was, what is James Conner going to do this week? So the good news is that James Conner came out of the Bills game healthy, right? Like, there was no setback. He says that he's all right. The good news about the Steelers is that they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Like, this is not one team that's done by any means. They are still playing for something. When you're playing for something, well, obviously, you want all of your horses there. James Conner, better or worse, is one of those horses for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I understand he had, what, eight carries against Buffalo? Eight um, of 14 running back carries last week. Only 14? He had eight of them. That's over 50%. Is that not? You want more than that, though, out of James Conner. Like, normally, if I told you that Steelers running backs were getting 14 carries this week, you would say James Conner is getting 12 of them. Usually, right? Like, he would be the guy. He would be the workhorse. But, you know, they Coming still kind of... Coming off injury, though. Yeah, it's Plus, true. Buffalo's defense is, is, is way better. Uh, so had, sorry, Frank, but they're playing the Jets. He had 57% of the snap of the running back carries this past Sunday. I think that's a number now that he's back goes up to me. Uh, I don't know what the other options you have are, EY. I like James Conner this week. He's going up against the Jets, Greg, who, yes, while their defense overall has not been great this year, the one spot where they have been great 
uh, you wouldn't notice by uh, watching last week's Ravens game, has been against the run, where they are yep. allowing 3.16 yards per carry to opposing running backs this year. Steelers have a really good offensive line, Greg. I think James Conner is more of a flex play this week than the RB2 he has been for most of the season. Well, that's where he'd be. It's flex. It's him, Sanders, uh, Carlos Hyde, Tyrell Williams, Robbie Anderson. Those are my I, my choices at flex. Oh, well, we're going to use Miles Sanders. Are really? we? That's, yeah, we're going to use Miles Absolutely. Sanders over James Conner. Absolutely using Miles Sanders over James Conner. As yeah, long like, as Howard's out, you know. Yeah, well. Miles, yeah. That's my only question is Miles Sanders is in and and uh, I wrote him last week. Um, this is what I thought. Uh, I think me and you, Frank, both kind of judged him around in between week four and six, kind of having this. Uh, and Jordan Howard looked great, but then he got hurt and Miles Sanders has taken over and ha- has looked really good. Yeah, I mean, he looked great last week. I mean, the, the running back that we saw last week was the one that I had ranked the week before going into... Uh, I don't remember who they played in week 14, but it was two weeks ago that I had him, you know, as a top 12 running back. That was the game that he dealt with the cramps. Um, and then this past week, goes out there, plays 71% of the snaps. The Eagles need all the help they can get on offense. So they're throwing him the ball. They're throwing Boston Scott the ball. The tight ends are involved. And he played 71% of the snaps this past week. 172 total yards, Greg, six receptions, Two touchdowns. I don't think that Jordan Howard is going to be back. I saw an update earlier today on him uh, that basically said he is status quo. I don't understand why the Eagles would go away from Miles Sanders based on the game that we just saw against Washington. He's going up against the Cowboys. They are okay in terms of yards per carry against running backs. They do allow the ninth most receptions. So I think Miles Sanders will still have that role. He is a legitimate RB2 for me this week, uh, Greg and EY, I would use Miles Sanders ahead of, ahead of James Conner. I agree. So listen, I agree with you. Miles Sanders yeah. is, is has come on as of late. I know Boston Scott snuck in there a little bit, but Miles Sanders has been more reliable than James Conner. And then even when Conner was healthy, people don't forget he's kind of underwhelming, right? Like it was it was frustrating starting James Conner. Miles Sanders is the hot hand at this point. I totally agree with you, Miles Sanders over James Conner here this week, EY. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Now, what about uh, what are we feeling about Terry McLaurin? That's, scary uh, Terry against the New York Giants. Terry. It's a scary good matchup, if you ask me. Ding, crushed it. Scary Terry. No, I didn't crush it. It was bad. Uh, it was all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that was that was in the Alex Fasano uh, oh, book boy. of jokes. That is bad. <laughs> That is... Oh, speaking of Alex Fasano, I just have to give you a shout-out, EY. I know that your Preds handled the New York Islanders last night, so uh, just had to give you a little shout-out there. Yeah, that's um, the most goal scored on the Islanders this year. Uh, Islanders are unbelievable. Like, great defensive structure, two really good goaltenders. Uh, ex-coach that coached uh, here in Nashville is there. Um, nobody watching the show probably cares about fantasy yeah. hockey or hockey in general. But uh, I'm excited about it. I know nothing about hockey at all except for Alex Fasano downstairs in the pit. We just heard him with the Go Isles. Uh, is a huge Islanders fan. Uh, and then he revealed to me today that your Predators won 8-3. to three. So uh, I thought that I would bring it up and give you a shout-out, EY. EY, do you want to yeah. use this opportunity uh, to pub your uh, New Year's Eve bash? Yeah, New Year's Eve bash in Dallas, Texas. Uh, everyone's welcome. Uh, Nashville fans and D- Dallas Stars fans alike. Brain Dead Brewery, um, New Year's Eve, obviously. Uh, it's going to be really cool, man. It's uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, there's there's no money, there's no nothing. It was just a, a place to have uh, like-minded, cool people to get together, have a couple drinks, have some cool food, food, and and have a good time. And and that's how it started, and it's bloomed. And um, I worry for Sam, the owner, uh, <laughs> he can hold. 
he can hold about 160 people, and I got a feeling we're going to crush that. So, uh, <laughs> I think you are too. It literally started as an idea just for, for a way for me and about 20, 30 people I know to be together down there um, and not have to wear a tuxedo or not be at some silly dance club. Um, and it's ballooned into this giant thing, and uh, pretty much the entire Fox Sports um, broadcast crew is going to be there, co-hosted by Hal Gill and Chris Mason, um, two commentators, two ex-players, two super hilarious guys. Um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. I can't wait. Yeah, EY, if you're if you're in the Dallas, Texas area, go hang out with EY on New Year's Eve. It's just you come, you drink some beers, you eat some food, and you ring the new year and get ready for Pride Stars the next day. Yeah, I don't like hockey that- at all, but I do like EY, and I kinda wanna go to that. So go. Can we make that happen, Greg? Like we it's gonna be good. I, can I we, can't go. Can we, I will be I will be in Florida. No, 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 no. I'm gonna be in no, Florida. No, no, no. We're canceling Florida. We're going down to Dallas, Texas. We're expensing it. You <laughs> expensing <laughs> it. <laughs> I like that idea. Yes. Like that yes. Idea. This is good. I got your attention. You got my attention for sure. <laughs> Terry McLaurin, Greg. Scary Terry McLaurin, indeed. Faces off against the New York Giants in a scary matchup. Still killing it. Scary good matchup, yep. Greg. Scary good matchup, exactly. Uh, McLaurin has found a connection here with Dwayne Haskins, who has improved as the season's gone on. I've killed Dwayne Haskins yeah. a lot, uh, but this matchup is clearly really good. EY, who's the other option that you have with Terry? Um, so I, right now, currently I have Miles Sanders on the bench, but that's because I've got, um, but, but I'm thinking about starting him and possibly over Nick Chubb. Um, Nick Chubb worries me against Baltimore. I no. feel like they're going to be down and have to throw. I don't know. All right. Yeah, you can't so do it, EY. This is, this is what I was waiting for one of these. EY, EY is going galaxy brain here on the BFS. It's good what we do this because yes. I, you, what was it, a week ago where we were getting the text messages, do I start Lamar Jackson or not? And we're like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and that's kind of what we're doing. Nick Chubb leads the league in rushing. He leads the league in rushing, yeah. EY. He has the most rushing yes. yards in the NFL. It's 270 carries. And you want to bench him for a bad matchup. No, this is not... I don't a, even think it's a bad matchup, uh, though. This no, is, I'm t- I was telling you guys, I, I'm not... He's in my lineup right now. Sanders, Sanders is on the bench. Nick Chubb is in. I'm telling you, you asked me for the options. I'm telling you who I have. <laughs> Uh-huh. So you have Terry McLaurin uh, as your flex, and you're deciding between him and Miles Sanders. I have him as my wide receiver too. Uh, we, as you guys know, or if you, and if you don't, I'm telling you, we have two flexes in the pit league. I've got Devontae Parker in one, and Kenyon Drake in one. Available is Miles Sanders, Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola. I just don't like that Nick your team Chubb. Is I don't like that Nick Chubb was available in that. But like Kenyon Drake, you're locked. Nick Chubb. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. In the game with the DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, and place your first bet. DraftKings will match it with a 50% deposit bonus up to $500. The offer is eligible for all users. 
Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. Sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. Gambling problem? Call 800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I have pulled up EY's team here from the pit. As have I. So, taking a look at it, I think I'm going to put... Miles- this is a stacked team, by the way. Yeah, it's a good team. This is a stacked team. team. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. The real question is going to become if, Matt- if Madison... And Cook don't play. Like, doesn't he have to start Mike Boone? I mean, you can't take that risk because I'm on the No, you can't. And he doesn't even have to. I mean, when you have Nick Chubb, Mark Ingram, Kenyon Drake, and Miles Sanders. Yeah. I mean, even if both of those guys were ruled out, I don't know that you would start Mike Boone over those players regardless. Because obviously, these are all players that have been performing well. They have solid matchups. Miles Sanders against the Cowboys. We mentioned, you know, the Cowboys allow a lot of receptions to running backs. You can run on the Seahawks with Kenyon Drake. Coming off a monster game. Ingram's been great all year. Don't overthink the Nick Chubb thing if anyone else is out there. Uh, the Ravens, the way to beat that defense is actually by running the football. And Le'Veon Bell just had a season high. He ran for over 80 yards against the Ravens last week. So I'm not as worried about Nick Chubb if they fall behind. Maybe. But overall, I think early on in that game, he'll be able to do enough. What I think you should do with this team here, EY, is... I would put Devontae Parker at wide receiver over Terry McLaurin. So you can get Miles Sanders in your flex over Terry McLaurin as well. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, it, the problem right now is is not a bad problem to have. But I mean, I'm sure other people are dealing with this too, is I have a lot of options. And because there's two flexes, there's all kinds of things that I can do. And I've got, you know, four or five players that are all around that same thing. So it's, it is a, a dart throw, an important one at that. But uh, it's a good problem to have. It's not like I just have to start a, a lineup and hope. I, I have choices. So uh, I'll, be, I'll, be, uh, I'll be diving deep into this as the week goes. No doubt about it. We, all, we, were all, we will all be diving deep as the week goes. And let me start this week looking at the Dallas Cowboys, where Dak Prescott had a shoulder injury. He injured it on like the sixth play of the game. He ran to the right, landed on his shoulder. It was fine, right? Obviously, he threw all game in a good game. But didn't even move his right shoulder during practice today. They were doing jumping jacks. He was doing one-arm jumping jacks. As you told me during the break, Frank, Jason Garrett's like, yeah, he's just having a little trouble throwing the ball right now. Now, <laughs> it's the biggest game of the season for Dallas. It's a playoff game for them. He's going to play. Yes. But should fantasy owners play him? I think that as long as the Cowboys are throwing him out there in a game this important, obviously, I mean, this is their season. Whoever wins this game between the Eagles and Cowboys will win the, the NFC East division. Uh, I am worried about the injury, but I think that as long as he plays, Greg, you have to use him in fantasy. We just saw what Dwayne Haskins did against this Eagles secondary uh, the past couple of weeks. I remember Ryan Fitzpatrick a couple of weeks ago against this Eagles secondary had a monster game as well. They've struggled all year long, specifically with outside wide receivers. That's where the Cowboys thrive with Amari Cooper. Um, So I think if he's good enough to go, I am going to fire up Dak Prescott as my starting quarterback because this matchup is... One of, if not the best, you can have for a quarterback. Yeah, uh, the matchup is, is brilliant. We talked. Uh, I talked to Jim Sonis and Fanduel. Hurry up today, and he's like, "Yeah, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. Like when you have facing that Eagles secondary, you want to stack them in, in DFS because Dallas has the ability to go off. And we've seen teams do it over the past couple of weeks against Philadelphia. Eli Manning did it against Philadelphia. If Dak's playing, which he will, I think you go all in here with Dak Prescott. 
Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, I've seen this tweet from Calvin Watkins, who is uh, the beat reporter for Dallas News. Dallas News. Uh, he said Dak Prescott had an MRI on his right shoulder. And Jason Garrett said it's hard for him to function right now. So uh, this is something we'll have to ask Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries about tomorrow because uh, not only does it have huge implications from a fantasy perspective for Dak Prescott, a lot of people are relying on Dak, but a lot of people are also relying on Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. And you know, if he's not 100% or if there's a chance that he can seriously injure himself in this game, you might have to look in another direction. So we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, we will obviously find out tomorrow. Um when it comes more out of practice when it comes to Zach Prescott. Now, the other big news, EY, that I've been seeing was a guy that I, uh, a friend of mine named Blake Bleely, uh, ranked Julian Edelman as his 34th ranked wide receiver this week. Have you done your wide receiver rankings yet? I have not. Okay. That means Julian Edelman barely on the wide receiver three cusp. This is a guy that is a wide receiver one, has been all season long. Obviously, he's hurt. Obviously, the matchup isn't great against Buffalo. But if you're a Julian Edelman owner, is he a must-start for you this week, EY? Uh, this is a problem I'm dealing with in, in, a, in a home league that I'm in. Um, I have him. He has been questionable, I think, every week yes. this, this week. So, I mean, he's going to play, um, but was was poor. Uh, was uh, And I know this will excite uh, Frank. He was rotten last week. Um, and I've got him in right now, but I might have to start uh, Anthony Miller over him. And that's uh, that's crazy to say, but I mean, I don't know if I can trust him, especially against the Bills' defense. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy right now either. The way that Anthony Miller is playing, uh, the yeah. target share that he has seen recently, it's basically been a 1A and 1B between him and Allen Robinson. The Chiefs' secondary has been really good, but where they actually can be attacked is in the slot. Uh, over the past eight weeks, they're allowing the they are 17th in PPR points allowed to slot receivers. So um, they're much better against outside receivers. I think that Anthony Miller could take advantage in this matchup. I think that that is a legitimate question. You know, let's see how the rest of the week goes. But Greg, let's not downplay. I mean, this is a huge game for the New England Patriots for the Bills divisional matchup. You know, if the Patriots lose this game and the Chiefs win out, the Chiefs are looking at getting the bye heading into the playoffs, and the Patriots will not. That's right. You know the Patriots want that buy. I mean... They both yeah, I mean, the Chiefs do too, look, the, Yes, everyone wants to buy, obviously, but I think that the Patriots, they know that they kind of need it. They need that week of recovery. Older players on their team, obviously Tom Brady, the offense hasn't looked great. They need that buy. This is a big game for them, and if Julian Edelman is out there, I have a hard time believing they're not going to use him. Last week, they didn't need him. Because they were up big against, against the Bengals. Is that going to happen against the Bills? I don't know that they're going to be able to build a lead like that without Julian Edelman's help. So I get it, right? Like, Edelman's double covered on every play. Like, I, I understand that because he is... Before last week, he had double-digit targets in eight straight games, Greg. That's insane. I don't know how you bench Julian Edelman this week. I don't know how you do it. But isn't Anthony Miller in that discussion, though? Yes. Anthony Miller in the, the conversation. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One game left, boys. Having him, having Julian Edelman ranked low end wide receiver three, I mean, that is very aggressive on the opposite end of the spectrum, obviously. It's like because a guy like Anthony Miller may be ahead of him on that list. Yeah. I don't think he is, but like, he could be. I don't know what to do. So, like, my other option, so a guy like Rashard Perriman, right? Like, your big pickup this week for the Bucs. Is that someone you're going to start over Julian Edelman in your championship? (laughs) It's crazy, but. How can you not? That's what we're talking about. But how can you not, though? Seriously, right? How can uh, you not? Pretty easily. The Bills' secondary is great. Yeah. 
And look, I know that I just spoke up Julian Edelman. That's because I, I wouldn't, I haven't done my rankings yet, but I am not going to rank him that low. He's not going to be a low end wide receiver three for me. He might be on that cusp of like a low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, which would certainly be lower than where he's been for most of the season. But I think Perryman's going to be right in that area as well as a low end wide receiver two. Who else are they going to throw the ball to? I mean, they're going up against the Texans. That secondary has been inconsistent. They played better against wide receivers recently, Greg, but they can still be beat. A.J. Brown just had a monster game against the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. They the, the Tampa Bay Bucks throw the ball down the field. Nobody yeah. throws the ball down the field more. I actually looked this up last night. Deep passing. No one has a higher deep throw percentage than Jameis Winston this year. That is where Brashad Perryman thrives. I, I would start Brashad Perryman over Julian Edelman. It's crazy, but Week 16, Greg... Strip the name off the back of the jersey. I get it. I get it. But it's not like other than last week, Edelman's been bad. You know? He hasn't. But what if all the injuries are finally catching up to him? Though? Sure. He's dealing with a shoulder. He's dealing with uh, a leg injury. He's dealing with a lot. A he's not a spring leg. chicken, man. He's 33 years old. He have a broken leg for all we know. Right? <laughs> like, he might. Like, I mean, look, he's tough as nails. He might be playing through some serious stuff. He was a legit you know, game time decision last week. Tough matchup against Buffalo. I mean, there are a lot of reasons to be worried about Edelman this week. Do you, it's just, do you have one of those options? Perryman is is a low end wide receiver too this week. He is. There's there's no doubt about it. The only other option, like I personally have, I don't have Perryman, is Emmanuel Sanders. Is that something I start? Emmanuel Sanders was terrible last week. Yeah, he was. Jalen Ramsey. The only the only thing that you could say about Emmanuel Sanders is that at least he's not going to see Jalen Ramsey. Theoretically, Debo will. Debo probably will because Debo plays more on the outside. Emmanuel Sanders plays in the slot. And the Rams, like the Chiefs, the Rams have been good against wide receivers, but they are susceptible against slot receivers, Greg. So that that's a legitimate question for you as well. Thanks, Frank. Sorry, bud. Who are your other options? So like, if you put Sanders in as your wide receiver, mm-hmm. who would be another flex option for you over Edelman? Oh, I don't like that grin. Oh, Scarborough? Sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, nice. I didn't know which way this was going. Talk about an intern. Oh, Patrick The Dominator! Oh, well, actually, that might make sense against the Bengals, too. Yeah! You got some decisions. We've all got decisions here, Greg. Championship week, man. It it kills you. Edelman getting hurt at the wrong time. We never, like, after the show yesterday, like, we spent so much time talking about, like, defenses. We don't do that normally. Like, we're going over all these different defenses. This morning we came in, we were looking at defense rankings. Like, you get hardcore. Not that we're not always hardcore, but like you really dive into every little advantage oh, championship yeah. week. I mean, in, in championship week, it's down to the nitty-gritty. I mean, yeah. we're splitting hairs. You're trying to find every single edge you possibly can. Yesterday, we spoke about done. picking up players to block your opponent. I mean, these are legitimate strategies here. So, I don't think it's crazy, man. You really do have to nitpick. I mean, <laughs> look into your kicker research this week. Find out who's playing indoors, where there's wind this week. Uh, you know, who allows the most fantasy points to opposing kickers. I mean, that's... How deep we're going this week. Absolutely. Defense. 100%. All right, so uh, we'll come back. We got more news and notes I want to make sure that we get to, uh, including Evan Ingram being out for the year for the Giants. I think it's worth mentioning. We'll talk about that. Mike, He's Mike basically been out all year anyway. That's not nice. It's a fact. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. I think it hasn't been out for the year, Frank. Yeah? When was the last time you played, Greg? Maybe nine? Oh, yeah. It's only the second half what, of the year. What week is it, Greg? Week 16, Frank. Oh, all right. So the second half of the year. Thank you. That's it. Second half. No big deal. First half, he was there. This guy has not played since week nine. That's right. That's what I said. He missed week six. Well, I wasn't going to tell you that part. He has played eight games this year. So that's half a season. Half a season. Yeah. You excited about that? Was he good for the first half of the season? Pretty good. All right, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. He scored touchdowns in three out of eight games. If you would have paired Evan Ingram with Tyler Higby, it's pretty good. Well, I don't think Tyler Higby was doing anything in week 10, Greg. Well, he's been very good the past three weeks. You could have paired him up with, like, Jack Doyle for a little bit, then Tyler Higby. You're good, man. All right, what do you want to say about Evan Ingram? Uh, So, it's not what I want to say. It's, It's what I want to figure out, because, like, Next year, we talked a little bit yesterday about George Kittle and Zach Ertz um, and Travis Kelsey like being, once again, the top three, performing at a top three level, and being the top three next year. We discussed second or third round and whatnot. And I mean, you they'll s- both go in the first two rounds. All three of them will go in the first two rounds. There's two rounds, you think? I think so. I think not. I think one of them will go in... Ertz might go in the third. Okay. If they so, can, because the wide, they need wide receivers. You were talking yesterday about how Mark Andrews is going to wind up being in that, like, like Hunter Henry's here from this year, right? That that yeah, that middle round. He's going to be like round. a fourth, fourth or sixth, fourth or fifth, probably. I would right. Say. Darren Waller will be there as well. Yeah, that's correct. Right. So, um, you have this mix. Hunter Henry, he'll be back in that he'll group. Be as back well. in that fourth mix, or right? fifth. Yeah. So the question that I have, Ingram will be in that mix as well. Well, that was a question for Ey before you oh. answered it. Oh, uh, I mean, no, he won't. Where does <laughs> given Evan Ingram has had major injury issues now throughout his career? Where does Evan Ingram fall? Uh, for you, EY, just eight games this season. He's ended, I believe, every season injured. What do you make of uh, Evan Ingram next year? Are you, is he going to be somebody that you're on? No, I don't think so. I think if he falls far enough, I mean, it's just like uh, the tight ends from this year. I think it'll be very similar to last year. There'll be that top, like, four to five guys. I think he falls out of that number. I think we can all give up on O.J. Howard. That's over with. And for people whoa, that whoa, it whoa. Are, it, if it's not over with... <laughs> Then, then I want to play in a league with you, and I want you to draft him in high, just like he was this year. Complete waste of time, uh, complete dra- waste of draft capital. And Ingram will be, uh, you know, for me, outside of you know fourth and fifth round, he'll be that kind of like middle tier where there's you know ten or twelve other guys that uh, are all basically the same. I mean, he he's proven that he can't stay healthy. Um, offensively, this isn't. Uh, going to be a powerhouse. Um, I think uh, Daniel Jones, another year in the system. Barkley coming back healthy will help improve that. But Sterling Shepard has got to stay healthy. They've got to find more help at the wide receiver position. Um, Slayton could be the other option there, I guess. Um, Golden Tate has to remain healthy. There's a lot of questions on the on the Giants team, and Ingram might be the number one question. Greg, I've got the complete tight end breakdown for next year right oh, now, ready right. to go. Are you ready Here we for go. It? Sure. Here you go. It is December 18, 2019. I will give you the 2020 tight end breakdown right now. Kelsey, Ertz, and George Kittle will all go in the first three rounds. That's what Somewhere I, that's in those what first said. three yeah, rounds. Yeah, yes, that is correct. First three rounds, of course. 
Fourth and fifth round, those middle rounds, you will see Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, and Austin Hooper all go in those fourth and fifth rounds. I do think Austin Hooper will be in that mix. All right, makes sense. Right after those guys, much like he did this year, you will get Jared Cook in that sixth, seventh round range. <laughs> Assuming that Drew Brees is the quarterback. I believe that Evan Ingram will be in that mix. Okay. The sixth, seventh round kind of range with Jared Cook. And then your sleeper tight end, your sleepers, your sleeper tight ends next year. The guys that we will be drafting late. That will be this year's... It's Magic Mike. It is 100% Magic Mike. It's Magic Mike. Mike. Darren Waller, this year's, next year's, Darren Waller and Mark Andrews will be Mike Gusecki and Dawson Knox. Oh, no, the Dawson you heard Knox it here thing. first. Why are you doing the Dawson Knox? You heard thing? it here first. What is wrong with Dawson you? Knox and Mike Gusecki. Come on, I'm with man. You, Frank. Tell me, I'm like, with you, Frank. Well, well, okay, uh, and maybe Dallas Goddard too. May, let me add another one. Can I add another one? Maybe. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Oh, Tyler Herbie. Sure. He no. He's actually gonna go way ahead of these guys. I think so too. When Delaney Walker retires, Johnny Smith will be in there too. He yep. should be. He should be. You're right. I know. But he's gonna end up. You know what's gonna happen? He's gonna end up getting too much hype. Like if Delaney Walker's gone, Jonu Smith will go right behind that Evan Engram and Jared Cook crew. He'll he'll be like a top ten, top twelve tight end drafted. Him and Tyler Higby will be in that same area, a low end tight end one being drafted for next year. But the sleepers who will have breakout upside and Noah Fant, Noah Fant will be in this group as well. It will be Noah Fant, Mike Gesicki, Dawson Knox. Those will be the late round tight ends for next year that are going to be the upside picks. You heard it here first. BFS December eighteenth. This is all we do, Greg. We ace stuff. Lock it in. Lock it in. I'm ready to draft right now for next year. You ready? Let's go. No. <laughs> Frank is doing a baseball draft today, EY. Can you scold him? Um, anytime anyone does anything baseball, I'm allowed to scold them. Yes, I agree. Uh, EY, I'll send you a screenshot of my team, and you will uh, let me know who you would draft next pick, okay? I'll give you I'll give you a, a draft grade real quick. Perfect. Got Joe Carter on that team? <laughs> uh, not yet. Roberto, Al- uh, Robert, Roberto Alomar? I'm waiting on those guys. They're sleepers. Okay. Jimmy Key? He just he on your team? He just drafted Mitch Al- Williams. How do you feel? They're in the Celebrity Softball League, uh, Fantasy League. <sighs> He's obsessed with Mitch Williams thing. Yeah. Go away, baseball. Go away. <laughs> Come on. How can we go away? Garrett Cole just, uh, you know, he had his press conference today. EY, I'm sure you were all over that. Big news. Oh, yeah, I woke up early and made sure not to miss it. <laughs> so this weekend, uh. T.Y. Hilton also, as we said with, um, no, I'm forgetting who we talked about, but came out of last, we talked about James Conner. So T.Y. Hilton came out of last week, also not hurt. He was obviously limited um, on Monday night against the Saints. Didn't play his normal complement of snaps. You kind of figure that one out, Frankie. And Frank Reich says, hey, even though we're out of it, T.Y. is a player. He's going to play this weekend. Are you confident T.Y. Hilton comes back to being T.Y. Hilton, Frankie? Yeah, I mean, look, he didn't do much this week. I think it's more concern over Jacoby Brissett. The way that Jacoby Brissett and this Colts offense is playing right now, it's not necessarily on T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. played just 52% of the snaps. And, of course, last week Frank Reich said, well, we're not going to throw T.Y. Hilton out there until he's completely healthy and ready to play his full complement of snaps. Well, uh, Frank Reich, why did he only play 52% of the snaps then? Maybe because they were getting blown out. But regardless, it is a good matchup against Carolina, Greg. I would put T.Y. Hilton in the wide receiver three category. You know, normally if he's healthy, he's good to go. In a solid matchup like this against Carolina, he would be a high-end wide receiver two. I think because of question marks about his health and the fact that this offense has played very poorly, specifically Jacoby Brissett, I think that downgrades T.Y. Hilton to a lower-end wide receiver three. 
where does Adam Thielen fall for you? This is a similar conversation we had with Adam Thielen last week, and you were uh, relatively low on him in general, Frank, and, and you were right about that. And he didn't produce the normal Adam Thielen levels, that he didn't see the amount of targets that we're used to for Thielen. He was limited, and you had him as a wide receiver three. Will you do it again? I am going to have him as a in a similar spot to where I had him last week. Low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. The problem is... You can run on Green Bay. So I don't know how much Minnesota is going to have to throw in this game. We could see some back and forth. Obviously, divisional matchup, Monday Night Football, a huge game for both of these teams. I do like the fact that the Packers have struggled out of the slot recently. We just saw Anthony Miller have a monster game against them, 118 yards and a touchdown uh, in the slot against this team. So you can take advantage of them there. The problem is I don't know how much the Packers will have to throw. I think that whoever the running back is, Dalvin Cook, Mike Boone, will see a good workload and be able to have success. Uh, Because of that, I will likely rank him similar to where I did last week. Low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. So you have higher, Adam Thielen or T.Y. Hilton? I would use Adam Thielen over T.Y. Hilton. Okay. Better offense for sure. Kirk Cousins is balling out this year. And again, that matchup in the slot against Green Bay, I think is an advantageous one for Adam Thielen. Okay, there you go. Adam Thielen over T.Y. Hilton here this week, uh, according to Frankie. Let me continue on, Frank, with some other notes for this weekend. And that brings me to Odell Beckham Jr. And I got a question I can throw out to you, EY, before I go into Odell's personal crap. Odell Beckham or Tyler Boyd this week, EY? Man, it is so hard to trust Odell Beckham. I feel like every week, you know, someone was saying or we were saying, this is the week, this is the week. Keep trusting him. Keep putting him in your starting lineup. He's been rotten, Frank. He's been, <laughs> he's been, he's been rotten. Yes. Um, but I mean, it, it's, they're going to have to throw. I mean, I mean, that's all I can say. They're going to be behind. Um, but, but yeah, I wouldn't trust him this week. I think I would probably play Boyd, which is insane to say. It's not insane, you insane You're actually 100% spot on. I would use Tyler Boyd over Odell Beckham. I don't think that it's close. I like this matchup going up against the Miami Dolphins. They've been torched by wide receivers all season long. I think Joe Mixon has a good game here as well. The targets have been relatively consistent for Tyler Boyd since Andy Dalton has taken over. Hasn't had less than six targets in a game with Andy Dalton. Um, I'm not depending on Odell Beckham in my championship week. Again, he is in a similar territory as T.Y. Hilton, lower end wide receiver three. The talent is there, but he's just not right. He's playing with this sports hernia, groin injury, whatever it might be, and it's a tougher matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not fooling around, Greg. I'm using Tyler Boyd over Odell Beckham. Where? So you said that Odell I would Beckham- use Thielen over him as well. What about Julian Edelman? <sighs> Man. I would use Julian Edelman over him as well, but I think Edelman is in this in this True. range. I think he's a wide receiver three this week. He, he'll just well, you said a bit you higher. said a wide receiver three was too deep, was too late. You'd have him as a high end wide receiver, uh, a high, a low end wide receiver two is what you told me. Yeah, on that fringe, low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. I feel like Blake's getting in your head. No, that's what it feels like. It's just I, I did kind of talk myself out of it before. Look, you just think about all the injuries, right? That Edelman has had, and Baltimore. I, know, man. I mean, the Buffalo Bills have a great secondary, so. You have to take all these things into account, but when it's all said and done, if they're in a competitive game, which I expect this to be, the Patriots and the Bills, I I expect this to be a competitive game, it's easier to run against the Bills than it is to throw. But at some point, I think that the Patriots are going to have to make plays in this game, and Tom Brady will rely on Julian Edelman. There's nobody else he can rely on in the passing attack, outside of maybe James White, in this offense right now. So I think that 
as long as Edelman is healthy enough to suit up and play in this game, he likely sees around eight targets, and whatever he does with that uh, will remain to be seen. But I do think that solid volume will still be there for Edelman this week in a competitive game. Okay, so Julian... I will take him over Odell Beckham and T.Y. Hilton. Not over Adam Thielen. Not over Adam Thielen. You're backing on Thielen. Not necessarily. I don't, I don't really like any of these guys. I'll take Tyler Boyd over all of them. Eric, do you think that Odell Beckham will be in Cleveland next year? Um, my guess is, is, is no. Okay. I mean, uh, for all the stuff that we're hearing, um, I mean, I guess there's no, no way to know for sure. Um, you know, they could patch things up. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a very easy or easy player to get rid of contract wise, but, uh, I don't know, man, these guys, wide receivers are a mess. They're just a mess. It's, you know, it was one headache after another. He was a problem in, in New York, even get, even though he was one of the best receivers in the game at the time. Um, but I think he's proven this year that he's not that anymore. Um, and, and it is a big ticket and just, uh, he's a headache. You mean, and, and that messes with the chemistry of a team messes with the morale of a team. And, and I think, it, uh, I mean, part of the, to blame for him this year is, is Cleveland's downfall. I mean, this is, it's part of it. You I mean, it's, it's, it's a, the ultimate team sport and uh, having a guy like that on, on the roster can affect everybody around him. You want, uh, Frankie, better chance that Odell Beckham's back in Cleveland or Freddie Kitchens? There is a better chance that Freddie Kitchens is back in Cleveland. Do you think it, not, it, not that I think that it's warranted. I just think that they might be that dumb and bring back Freddie Kitchens. I'm with EY. I think Odell Beckham probably is on the move somewhere. I know there was a report earlier today that he says that he'll be back with Cleveland. I'm not necessarily buying that. I'll tell you where he'll fit in perfectly, Greg. San Francisco. They were in on Odell Beckham last year. They need that game-breaking wide receiver one. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a free agent going into the offseason. If you put Beckham on a field with Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and it doesn't matter who the running backs are because Mike uh, Kyle Shanahan makes them all great. That's, I mean, they're already a championship contender. You add Odell Beckham to that team, they're, they're likely number one in the NFC going into next year. But he doesn't choose where he goes. John Dorsey does. You're right. But I, I could see San Francisco being very in on him. They were with the Giants. This Told him to his face. Hey, you got me. Maybe they will. Maybe Three they will. questions. Three minutes to wrap it all up right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. EY had to say goodbye to us, Frank. So instead of having a three questions in three minutes for both of you. Oh, some holiday music, too. Finally, just, here on the uh, show. We don't, need, we don't ever need holiday music. Why not, Greg? I don't really you like play holiday. the Hanukkah song, too? I'm cool with it. We don't, I don't really like holiday music. No biases here. Doesn't matter what your holiday is. Uh, question number one, what's your favorite holiday song? Question number one, what is my favorite holiday song? Well, we did hear the Italian Christmas donkey on Fantasy Football Frenzy. We did. That is one of my favorites. Is that your favorite? Dominic the Donkey. Is that your go-to? I don't think that that's my go-to. My, uh, my go-to will be Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Okay. Question number two is, what do you normally, uh, what's your go-to meal on Christmas? My go-to meal usually is my parents make a very, there you go. This is a great one. 
Have you ever seen Jingle All the Way? I love Jingle All the Way. Great movie. It's great. The song is in that movie. Uh, normally, my parents make a huge meal, much like Thanksgiving. Oh, sounds great. This year, they are not doing that. <laughs> uh, Kinga offered up a Kinga, my fiance, offered up a potluck for Christmas. She, okay. was, she was like, "Come on, let's help your mom out." You know, like let's offer up a potluck. She just kind of threw it out there. Never thought in a million years my mom would agree, agree to it. She did. So now everyone's bringing a different dish. Kinga will be making buffalo chicken cutlets for Christmas. I love it. It's great. What it, What does Frank make? Next question. <laughs> I can bring a few chicken nuggets if you want. <laughs> Why can't you make buffalo chicken nuggets? Uh, cooking, not really my thing, Greg. What, what you, no, I'm very good at breakfast. You I con- love cooking are you, are you contributing beer to this? What? Sure. Bring a little cider for the, for hey, the holidays. You got to bring something, Frank. Some cider? It's not all on Kinga. But you know what? I can't drink too much because I got to be here the next day, unfortunately. It's a Thursday. <laughs> you know. I will also be here. Gabe, Gabe was uh, downstairs earlier. Right. And he said, we don't have off the day after Christmas. What kind of crap is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, I agree with you, Gabe. We should have the whole week off. You he said, what kind of Christmas break is this? Who said it was a Christmas break? I don't know. I guess he was just expecting one. Uh, no. He As was I. What's your third question, Greg? Third question. <laughs> you don't have one. Why do you think you were going to have off the day after Christmas? Everybody should have off the day after Christmas. It's like the day after the Super Bowl, Greg. You're lucky you have off Christmas. <laughs> And you're taking off the day before Christmas. Christmas Eve. You have all three off. The Eve you can have off. A lot of people have the, the day morning. after Christmas off, Greg. Want to take that day off that, too, You know what? We, we will be contacting Michael Cardano on this one. I'll be here. He'll be here. I hope. We, we hope.